as hard as it is to believe, I've heard reports that some people actually made money in agriculture recently. Bob Bosel at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and I heard it from my reporter friend and colleague, Pam Yonke, down the southern part of the state. What's that secret you're keeping? <laughs> I don't know that it's a secret, Bob, but boy, it is a lot of hard work. Fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke, here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. This is one of those springs where the hard work really is mounting for our CSAs, Community Supported Agriculture Farms. These folks are working to try to make sure consumers engage truly with where their food comes from, visiting out to the farm, subscribing to the farm produce and whatever they may be growing. But things are changing. Those consumers want a little different selection. Maybe they want to pick their own vegetables. Well, that's what I learned anyhow when I visited with Carrie Sedlak, Executive Director of the Coalition for Community-Supported Agriculture, and Johanna Doran, their Development and Communications Director. They were in studio with me to tell me the positive side of the CSA experience, not just from the consumer's standpoint, but also from the farmer's standpoint. And they are changing how they work with their customers. Sure. So CSA, like you said, Pam, is Community Supported Agriculture. So that means that you sign up with a farm, um, preferably, I mean, ideally a farm close to you um, so that you get to know your farm quite, farmer quite closely. Um, you sign up in advance of the growing season and you get a share we say, so a CSA share, that is a weekly or a bi-weekly delivery of produce um, throughout the growing season. So that's typically June through October, but there's also uh, late season shares available, winter shares. Um, and then just like you were asking, Pam, so there's been an evolution sort of in the, the CSA world in the last handful of years. Farms have really responded to the fact that consumers are really looking for convenience and for customization. They want to sometimes choose what goes in your box. So the traditional CSA share, um, you as a member of a farm will receive whatever is um most in season at that time every what you know whatever is looking good in the field will get into will come into your box and so that's uh, the traditional sense now uh, people have been saying you know I'd love to have a little bit more choice what goes in my box or I'd love to choose everything that goes into my box so there's still that seasonality component that their mm -hmm. farms are still planting on the the seasonal cycles um, but then you get to choose uh, which of the varieties of vegetables that are um, ready to harvest that week you can choose which of them that go into your box. Yeah, cool, cool. Carrie Sedlock is the executive director of the CSA Coalition. That's where you find them online, csacoalition.org. Now, I, I was fortunate to be a subscriber for one of our farms in southern Wisconsin. It was not only a fantastic food, it was a real educational process. That's something that I think many consumers uh, don't think about when they sign up, is how much you're going to learn along the way. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as a CSA member, the you receive a weekly newsletter from your farmer and they're explaining um, all about the production practices uh, that they're employing. Um, they're explaining the impact the weather is having on the produce in the field. They're explaining um, how, why it's so important to support your local farmer. Um, a whole variety of topics. But you And you also just really get to know them as people and their family. Um, it's just you really do connect with your farmer and you you it's just a very powerful experience to, to, to be eating every week um, from the, the food that your neighbor has worked so hard to make. Right. And it's not just limited to plants. I, I don't want people thinking it's just plants. There are meat CSAs. There's dairy CSAs. There's a lot of different variety out there. Now, let me ask you, that being said, 
Did I misspeak when I said that there are a lot of small and medium farms out there that may be under the radar but are doing very well? How are we doing in Wisconsin as far as CSAA partnerships? So we've got 44 farms in the coalition, in the Fair Share CSA coalition. Uh, Those are endorsed farms. And then there are many other CSA farms also throughout Wisconsin. They are part of different coalitions or networks where they're just, you know, on their own doing their own thing. So um, we don't have an exact tally just because we don't have a great way to gather that information. Uh, But there are hundreds of CSA farms in uh, Wisconsin. Okay. Like we said, csacoalition.org, a place where you can go to... Get a little bit more knowledge, sample a little bit of uh, what's happening in your community. Carrie Sedlock is the executive director. She's in charge of outreach because this is an effort that's going beyond uh, southern Wisconsin. Uh, Johanna Dorans is the outreach uh, coordinator. This is a big time of the year to try to make sure people are engaging in that process. And we were saying it's not just a Madison, not just a southern Wisconsin effort. That's correct. Um, We have CSA farms all across the state and actually all across the country. Um, But we are doing a big marketing push to promote the Wisconsin CSA farms. Um, Now, March, is the greatest time to sign up uh, for a CSA share because this is when farms are buying their seeds. They're starting to plant. They want to know how much to plant. And um, it's a great way to guarantee them a market. They know exactly how many people they're going to serve throughout the summer. Well, and that's really one of the linchpins to this is making sure that uh, farmers know what your commitment is, whether it's weekly, bi-weekly, whatever it is, and what you're looking for if they offer more than one type of subscription. I suppose, and they've got other customers that they're dealing with. It's not just the face-to-face consumer. They've got restaurants. They've got uh, other institutions they may be working with. Exactly. A lot of the farms um, that are endorsed by Fair Share are working with restaurants or um, even schools to provide fresh produce, which is another great way um, besides CSA to get fresh produce in the local communities. So tell me how you get to be an endorsed CSA. There's an application process. Um, Every fall, farms can apply to be endorsed. Um, And then there's a committee that um, makes sure that these farms are certified organic or in transition to being organic, um, and that they have at least one season of farming under their belt so that we know that they know what they're doing and can provide a good product. Do we have any idea how big these CSAs are anymore? I mean, I think people have this conjured image of just a large garden. Some of these are, are fairly, fairly large. Yeah, the the size of the farms vary a lot. Some of them are as small as one or two acres, um, which you can feed a couple hundred families from. Um, and some of them are as big as um, 20 or 30 acres, which can feed over a thousand families. Are we seeing any change up as far as uh, the split? You mentioned uh, earlier about how uh, people like to choose. They want to have a little bit more diversity in their box or in their subscription. And I mentioned meat or dairy might be part of that. Are we seeing a real interesting change up in what consumers are looking for? Uh, by category? Do they like heirlooms? What are we seeing? Something that we are seeing is people want to get uh, more of a percentage of their groceries from one farm. So they want to be able to get meat and vegetables and eggs and fruit from that farm. So whether that farm is growing all of those things on farm um, or getting them from one of their friends down the road, uh, it's a really convenient way to 
get everything from one place. Interesting. Again, we're talking about uh, community-supported agriculture, not just in your community, but across the state. Uh, that was Johanna Doran. She's the outreach specialist with the CSA Coalition online, csacoalition.org. Carrie, back to you for uh, just a minute. So we were talking about multiple farms kind of working together. That's a new concept that a lot of folks uh, didn't initially start out with. So the does the coalition help those folks network or provide any hub to try to get that action happening? Yeah, so uh, part of what Fair Share does is grower education and grower support services. Um, we have a number of field days and grower gatherings where we respond to what the farmers are wanting to learn about. We also have an organic vegetable production conference. I mentioned that because they're really great networking spots for our farms to meet one another. And uh, we also have a really active listserv, just a good old-fashioned listserv, and it's amazing the connections that are made on that listserv. And so, yes, um, there's a lot of opportunities for the farmers to meet one another, which is really special because farms are fairly isolated. They're in, you know, pretty rural areas and they don't uh, interact or interface with other farmers, particularly that farmers that are doing the same type of farming as them mm-hmm. um, on a regular basis. Well, and what I've always found is farmers are not competitive either. I mean, they are, but they aren't. They would much rather have another young person come into the industry than uh, turn their back on them. What kind of demographics are you seeing, Carrie, when you have those grower meetings or you take a look across the compendium of people in this in this industry? Are we old? Are we young? What are we? In the so the CSA field, there is definitely a resurgence of youth. It's really fantastic. There are really, and youth I mean in the sense of young people uh, entering the field. It's really encouraging and you really see the uh, veteran CSA farmers taking uh, these younger farmers under their wing. Uh, it's very common for uh, a, a farmer that, somebody that's interested, a young person that's interested in CSA farming to work with one of these veteran farmers just as they're you know, on the farm for a couple of seasons, become a manager, and then they they learn the ins and outs of how to operate, and then they go off and start their own venture. So, have uh, some of these young folks had previous experience? I mean, I'm, I'm finding a lot of young people that are very motivated by their own passion for food, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you know how to grow it in volume very well. So, like you said, that mentorship, I'm guessing, is far more valuable than just a, a com- camaraderie. It's incredibly valuable, particularly because a lot of people that are interested in entering the farming field now did not come from a farming background. They didn't grow up on a farm. Uh, They really know very little about growing. They just like the concept and idea of growing food, and they really want to engage with their community in that way. And so they have a lot to learn. And so it's the the best way to do it is just get out there and get their hands in the dirt and work with those people that have been doing it for decades. All right, Carrie Sedlak's along with us. Uh, she's the executive director of CSA Coalition. Question for either you, uh, Carrie or Joanna. I don't want to paint too rosy a picture. Have we found profitability with most of our CSAs in Wisconsin? I mean, you you, you as a consumer, uh, if you choose to buy local, it may come at a little bit of a premium, but it's with a good reason. Are we finding profitability for most of our CSAs? Uh, just give me a little hope out there that we're going down the right road. I can give you one very big piece of hope. Vermont Valley Community Farm is a fairly large CSA farm that many people, at least in the Madison-Dane County area, have heard of. Um, They had a significant number of members, around 1,000 or over 1,000 at their peak. And they just retired, and they retired very young, you know, like before most people are retiring. They retired because they could and they could retire early. And that was one of their main messages when they present. We have an annual meeting every year with our farmers, and that was the main message they came to that meeting with was, 
this is a profitable field. You're doing good work. Keep it up. You can you can be very successful. Well, there you go. So that's a that's a good story for the farmers or potential farmers that are listening out there or for you folks that are looking for a new way to change up your eating experience. Learn more about how weather truly influences where your food comes from. Talk to the farmer. Find out what cycles they're going through and maybe experience something new you haven't tasted ever in your life or definitely not as fresh as you will be tasting it. Again, you want to hook up with these folks, just jump online. It's very simple. CSACoalition.org. Gary Sedlak, Executive Director of the CSA Coalition, along with Outreach Specialist Joanna Dorrance, in studio with us.